Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the Ginger London Ministry Show. Um, there were some technical difficulties, so we do apologize for that. You know, with the digital age, all this new technology is great, but it works when it wants to work. So um, finally, I was able to uh, log in for some reason. It just would not let me log in. But we are now celebrating uh, National Women's History Month. Well, we always honor honor and celebrate uh, women who are making a difference in the world on today uh, and during today. And so our theme this year is spiritual diamonds. And we are celebrating women who are letting their brilliance shine, uh, doing greater works in ministry, in business, in career, in their lives, uh, whatever they're doing to make a difference. And so today our special guest is Elder Denisa Burns. She is a certified life coach. She is known as a seer. She is being used by God through dreams and visions, and she's also a prophet, an altar worker, a teacher, a writer, and she has been blessed by God with many natural business talents. She has a degree in business, and so I'm excited that she's here on today. Her experience working with all kinds of people have led her to found abundantly uh, supplied life solutions as a startup entrepreneur coach. And uh, we certainly need startup coaches uh, because people are doing all sorts of things these days and making additional money in the process. So she has worked as a manager, a business manager, a trainer, administrator, project manager, and also in full-time ministry. And so she has worked with many facets of corporate business as well as with the Christian church. And so um, I'm excited. Denise, are you on? Yes, I am on, and I'm excited uh, for us to get together okay. and talk. Can you uh, can you hear me clearly? Yes. Okay, good. All right. And so we'll just go ahead and run with the show. I also want to tell you that she also um, is the facilitator of a Christian-based support group called Jewels. I love that name, J-E-W-E-L, and um, it is Jesus Entrusted Women Enjoying Life. And it's a ministry that supports and assists leaders in being the best um, that they can be in ministry. Um, And so I'm very, very excited that she is here. And so um, I just want to uh, get started. I want to give Denise a chance to say hello to everyone um, and to greet you. Go ahead, Denise. Hello. Good morning. Excited about the call today and really excited about what the Lord is doing. And I pray that you will listen and that you will gain something that you did not have and apply it in your life because it's the mission of mine to make sure that you fulfill your destiny and your purpose. Amen. Amen. And so um, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and how you got started. Um, in ministry and in what you're doing. Okay. Um, I was working in the business sector. I have a degree in marketing, and uh, my last 
big position was with uh, Martin University in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was a business coach, so I had all this background. I was stretched there, let me say. I started off as one thing and ended up being the first business manager that the school had. So I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of things that you should not do, (laughs) along with the things that you should do. Uh, And that's what uh, basically was laid on me to do uh, business. And I did that. My husband experienced a stroke 10 years ago, and and, uh, I left the uh, secular world to go to work for myself and um, so I could take care of him. And it's always worked for me. People always ask me questions about business. And it seemed like I was giving everything away. And eventually the Lord was like, no, you know what? You need to get paid. You need to make this a business, an official business, not a hobby. That's going to bless somebody right there. And then ministry, um, ministry, Jewel actually came about about 12 years ago. Um, some friends of mine were calling me on the phone, asking me questions, and we got on this subject about Ishmael and Isaac. And I said, Ishmael always comes before Isaac. Um, and they were like, what is that? I said, Ishmael is the, the you know, the bad boy. Isaac's sitting over there being cool and neat and probably kind of nerdy. You don't want that. You want Ishmael. And that's where the issue lies. So then they asked me to do a group, and I said, I'm not doing a group. <laughs> I'm not doing a group. I don't have a name. I don't have anything. I was not prepared to do a group. And I actually got woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and everybody know I'm kind of a, a late riser. And um, I heard Jewel. I'm like, what is Jewel? What am I supposed to do with Jewel? And I uh, actually got that literally while waking up the whole title. So um, I've, I'm a facilitator. I, I don't run the show. I just help everyone because I don't have all the answers. So if other women, when we come together, have the answers, then they feel free in a safe environment to share what they have or what they've been through. So those two things have brought me full circle. The icing on the cake of all of that is the certified Christian life coach. I'm telling you, and I went to, to classes with Ginger, and I'm telling you it was intense, but it was awesome. And so now I've managed to combine all these things together because if you have a business and you're not sure where you're supposed to go or do with it, then you need a life coach to figure it out. So part of me does life coaching, and other, but on the other end, if you need a 501, you need paperwork done, you need um, a website and all that, that, that comes out in the business side. But I find it out more and more that the more I do the business side, the more of the um, the uh, Christian side comes in, more the life coach comes in, you know, and more ministry comes in. So it kind of gets wrapped up tight like that. So that's basically the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and a lot of times when you're in, you know, you're in ministry, and you do have some um, some of the talents and abilities and skills that cross over into ministry. It's real easy um, to uh, get entangled, I guess you will, or uh, so evolved or involved rather into uh, the ministry component of it that sometimes we miss the marketplace ministry, we miss the business aspect mm-hmm. entail, and we do end up giving a lot of information away free, and then, you know, just being honest mm. and transparent, when you do that, sometimes you can become easily frustrated, you know, because right. you know that the labor is worthy of its hire. You know that you should enjoy the fruit of your labor. You know that your labor should not be in vain. You know, the scripture tells us it's okay to get paid, you know, but we so often um, focus on ministry, um, the service component 
of ministry, that sometimes we miss the business administrative side of it and the business component. Because you know what? When you go to uh, the grocery store, you know, it could be a Christian teller that's checking you out, but she can't give you that food for free. Right. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, we shouldn't. We should look to do business with each other. You know, my belief is that mm-hmm. if I can find a Christian first, I'm gonna do business with the Christian first. Period. You yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. just. You know, uh, the position that I take in it. You know, in in another position I take is if I can find an African American person to do business right. with that's that's doing that's providing right. that service that I want. I'm gonna do business with. I'm gonna choose that person first. So. Right. You know, I think we 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 uh, we do become uh, drained sometimes. You know, where God has to speak to us and say, "Wait a minute, now." You know, are you believing for increase? You're believing for a breakthrough. You're looking for the next level. You know, you want to go higher, but you're stunting your own growth because you're not uh, bringing in the tools that you need to go to the next level. Because you're right. giving away free. Some most times, free can't take you to the next level. You got to pay for it. Now, you that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You taught on that. Yeah, theory, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, you know, can't so always, we can't always expect that. It doesn't always work like that. And I want to let you know that I uh, you helped me set my price on my website, so I left it there, and I was like, okay, Junior, said, do this, do this. And then um, – this year, a couple of months ago, we had a guest speaker at our church, and he he asked about, you know, he talked a lot about business and different things. So I had went up for, I was helping with the altar anyway. Long story short, this man goes up to me, and he asked me how much I had been making in my business. And I told him, and he said, no, sis, you should be making $125 to $120 to $150, he said, and he said, and so don't go back. You need to up it some more, and you need. And it was so ironic because I had the hundred and twenty-five, if you remember. But I was getting ready to go mm-hmm. on and change it, and this man of God just stopped me full in my tracks. Like, don't you change it? Don't you do it? He gave me another, another couple of things to do, and he prayed over my business. And I was like, oh my goodness, it was just, it was just. I, I couldn't think of nothing but you and your face telling me. Don't you take you don't do do it. Don't you think that numbers don't work? And it was so funny, but exactly. I was just remembering you said that because as we go on these little journeys and stuff, what I started out, I started out blessing pastors because you know small churches, um, they need usually startups. They they don't even worry about the business side. They just the pastor don't want the number preach. First of all, you know that's right. number. You know, and not, and sometimes they're not married to somebody who does a lot of finances. You know, sometimes they do. They take care of their bills at home, but ministry is a whole different area. And it's the same way when you go forth as a church. Some ministries, I have the women ministry, that's different. You know, and but all of these things have a commonality. I told them, I said, Jesus, Jesus had a board, okay? Jesus had a treasurer. He had a writer couple of them, all these men came together, they had positions that they were supposed to fulfill to make sure that Jesus ran smoothly, okay? So people like to get right. indignant about that, but it's the truth. He did. He had to set it up nice. It tells that Judas had to take care of the money. So it's like it tells you he was that means he was treasurer. And it's not a far stretch, um, you know, for that. Uh, I think I just answered your second question. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you go along with it. <laughs> so funny. Um, but my journey happened because 
you know, I was going along and I saw these people and they needed help and I started helping them, you know, and I started getting their books in order. I do what I call a master binder. And, and uh, Ginger, you'll appreciate that because that's what you gave us when we started class was this big binder. So I, I give out a master binder pretty much with everything that a person needs to start up their business. Now, you know, I do it now as a binder. Back then I was doing, you know, a few pages here, there, telling them what they needed. And then well, nine times out of ten they asked me to do it. Okay, so then I was doing this stuff, and I found out, too, that as I've done this stuff, as I do it, as I go through, but amazingly enough, that the church don't want to pay no money. <laughs> exactly. And they know, they know the word. You know, they know he's the Lord God that teaches us to profit. They know that Jesus came here to give life and live life more abundantly. They already know that, and that a workman is worthy of his hire. How do you know that and want to be a, uh, I was Say it's about penny costume. <laughs> you just want a penny <laughs> and pinch off everything. <laughs> exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing what people will do. And you know, and I don't think it's do. gonna. I think it's gonna. Yeah, and you know what? I think that uh, you know it's easy to say that it's gonna take some teaching to bring the church around, but I think the church has already come around. Mm-hmm. But you still have people mm-hmm. who want to see if they can get over on you, and that's unfortunate. You know, people who who are looking to see if they can get you to do it for free. Because if you do it for free, I'm going to take it for free, you know. Right. And what I've found um, in ministry is that you, you know, all of us want to be seed planters, you know. Um, right. And sometimes we have a tendency to, and it's okay to plant seeds, but sometimes we have a tendency to plant too many seeds, you know. And right. then we don't see the, we don't see we don't see the return on that seed, and then that's when we become frustrated. And if you remember in the coach training, I said, you know, you need uh, some public information, which is, is information you'll give to anybody who asks you a question. And then you need the private right. information that people need to pay for. You know, um, right. you notice in every industry now, you, it's almost safe to say in every industry, people, you know, are catching on more and more as time goes on to the coaching element. Of it, I don't care what mm-hmm. industry it is. There's a coaching element that's being added. Whether they're offering um, a PDF of something, whether they're letting you watch a free video, whether they are uh, letting you subscribe to something, you know, or they got a free webinar or on-demand course you could take. Almost every profession now has in, embraced coaching in some capacity, whether it's individual yeah. or corporate or executive, it's being embraced. So. Uh, and and you have it. It's been in the church um, uh, for many years now. There's a Christian organization that serves churches who have coaching as a part of their ministry, you know. But it's mm-hmm. evolving now. You know, one time it was just like just fluff, you know, just like a little fluff. Now you got to get a little bit more mm-hmm. detail with it. So, you know, I think that uh, churches and and people who are in ministry, whether you are. Uh, a church or whether you're a parachurch ministry, meaning you may be an itinerary minister or an itinerary uh, event host or workshop leader or something like that, you know, if you want to go to the next level, you're going to have to pay somebody to teach you how to do it. Because we have the word, mm-hmm. we know the word, and we have done um, events and conferences and retreats have always been mm-hmm. a part of the, the body of Christ, always right. been a part of the body of Christ. You know, we've always mm-hmm. done them. But uh, the new dimension, if you will, 
to it is now adding that marketplace component to it, like uh, church administration retreat, like come learn how to do church administration, you know, or be a better church administrator. You know, um, another component is, you know, being a successful Christian business owner. You know, so now it turns from a retreat, if you will, to now it's an event. We've always done seminars. We've always done workshops. We've always done um, um. Uh, what do you call them, uh, conferences with breakout sessions, you know, mm-hmm. that's not new mm-hmm. to the body of Christ. might be relatively yeah. new to coaching, yeah. but it's not new to the body of Christ. But right. we have gifts in the body of Christ that can function mm-hmm. on the coaching level mm-hmm. and bring a whole new dimension and source of revenue yeah. to the body of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I think that um, uh that, you know, I think God needs to do with a lot of other people what you encounter, and that is, wait a minute, you need to get paid for what mm-hmm. you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the joy and the fulfillment comes in when you know that your your gifts and your talents and your knowledge is being appreciated. And one way for that to show is for people to be willing to pay for it. Right. So what what has been your most challenging struggle over the last two years? Um, of course, the most challenging struggle has been, well, I got two things. Uh, one, I've been trying to establish a team of people to assist me, volunteers, and then I've also been uh, trying to gather together a board, which it sounds like it would be easy, but it's not, and, uh, of course, finances. So between those three, um, they're almost equal to each other. Um, because of the, how much it's been a, a struggle. So I managed um, to do most of the things I do this year, Jewel. We, we start this thing where yearly we go on a retreat. So we're going on a cruise this year in October. And um, so, I, you know, we do that once a year. This year I opened it up to anybody and everybody who wanted to go. So I did that, and so, but you know, always become money becomes an issue. Um, the Lord is like, well, well, you know, I've learned the lesson of not to be busy, but to be productive. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna be productive. So then, you know, I have um, people actually give money for people who aren't able to afford it to go, um, and and work it out that way. Um, I have actually been turned down by people when I asked them to do the board. So. Um, I'm still struggling with that that piece. You know, it comes from, and I know what it comes from, everybody has this perception, you know, that, well, she's a powerful, strong, anointed black woman. Well, I learned when my husband passed um, in 2017, suddenly, I learned then that I knew it, but I learned again how difficult it is to receive help. Um, when I'm saying I can't deal with this right now, I don't want to, <laughs> and you keep coming back at me, and I'm looking at you like your situation is temporary, man, it's permanent, just give me a minute. And so my perception on a lot of things have changed. I'm not so much in a rush to um, get the board. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not freaking out about the lack of money. One thing I've learned in the year and a half or so that my husband has passed is that I've lacked nothing. The Lord has provided with everything. I don't have any bills behind. My sister blessed me with a vehicle. It's like I've lacked nothing. So those things that I used to feel like I was struggling with, now I just give it to God. I said, you know, God, my husband wouldn't have left me if, if, 
unless you told me to watch over me. And so I feel that way. So he's watching over me, even with the business prospects. I'm, I picked it back up. I had laid it down. You know, that's what we do. We lay stuff down. I tell people, you lay Jesus down. Now go back where you left him and pick him back up. He ain't went nowhere. We the ones going everywhere. So, you know, I don't get stressed out about it. Uh, but those things that I've been going through with those things for more than two years, and they intensify when you start applying yourself to uh, the business, to the ministry, it, you know, it, you, it just starts intensifying. And you, you almost get, you go like, okay, I'm going to struggle. Then I just stop mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. and I stop struggling because, you know, I know that's not God's will for my life. Amen. Amen. So with your with the business part of it or with the coaching or even just in ministry, have you encountered um any type of struggles, um, whether it was with clients or uh people in ministry, any type of struggles? Yeah, um I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was born and raised here. Um and with ministry uh, my at my church, I am the elder house prophet, and they they help take care of me. I call them my other family, but I've only, I don't go out much here to preach or anything. And I was uh, talking to my apostle, and he was like, "You're not going to," he said, "because you coming with the truth that they do not want to hear," and it's so ironic. And so this year, um, next yeah next month. I'm going to have uh, a book signing and a ministry launch. Um, they're going to come and bless me to go out and go forth in ministry. The Lord has been dealing with me about doing things, and I actually, you know, just revamped everything. I revamped the website. I got pictures taken. I got logos. I, I just did it. I got all that changed. So, yes, and then dealing in um, ministry and the church, people just expect me to do stuff for free. That's the struggle. <laughs> That's the struggle. I'm fine until I, I do a proposal. Everything's good until I write up the proposal. And I even drop write it up in parts. You know, like this you, you can you can deal out with this part one, part two, part three, part four. And they still, you know, just don't want to do it. So, you know, and then some people I've turned down. I just turn them down because you know what? It's not worth the stress. If they come to the free consult and and they are really you know tripping or bugging out. I I tell them let me let me find you somebody else because this is not going to be a good fit. So I I love the free consult. You know free. I give them thirty minutes to tell me what they are trying to do and how they are trying to do it. And if it if it's not going to be good for either one of us, then there's no point in going further. So those that basically is my issue. You know getting drumming up business and getting people to sign up and and things like that. Um, that's the struggle. Hey, man, and I'm going to tell you that I, what I had to learn from the person that coaches me and when you're encountering in that as well, whether it's business or whether it's ministry. You know, for ministry, let's just say it like this, as a scripture, that a prophet is not received in his own country. You know, sometimes we have to yeah. go outside of yeah. where we are. In, in, I'll, I'll say country, when I mean city, local, yeah. state, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go outside of that, and that's why when you when I teach a lot, I always say thank God for technology today, because what would have cost us mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to get to, we can yeah. get to it at a push of a button. And so, yeah. um, and it's the same thing in in business. 
You know, I've learned many years ago, you know, people would, in the city would come to events and things that I had, and then all of a sudden it just kind of, when it got down to really paying for it and really not getting everything free, they didn't want to do that. So, I, you know, we now have to maximize our gifts and stir them up on the inside mm-hmm. of us and go outside mm-hmm. of that comfort zone. And so that comfort zone might be what we see people doing um, on the Internet, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all these places that allow you to have your voice heard live, you know, you have to start doing those things because that is what you just make room for you when people know you have it. So people who are making it out there, if you really follow either one of these industries, ministry or coaching or in just business, people who are making it are people who are actually doing who are everywhere, if you will. You know what I'm saying? They're constantly Mm -hmm. doing a Facebook Live. They're constantly doing some Mm -hmm. type of audio teaching or teleconference call. You know, Mm -hmm. they got a prayer line. They got everything. So when they get ready to launch a book, they get ready to put on an event or a conference or Mm -hmm. to offer a coaching program or a ministry training program, people have heard so much of them that now that they have that trust factor, they'll go ahead and do it. Right. So I, I think... That for for a lot of people, it's going to be coming outside of your own country and stepping into right. a far country, you know, mm-hmm. and being led by the Spirit of God on how to do it. Right. Right. But, yeah, and, and how to get exactly. moving, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 longer you stay in your country, if you will, the more easily you become frustrated. You know, and yeah. uh, before you know it, you're so frustrated that you're not doing anything. You know, so right. um, it's, it's 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 truly a challenge. You yeah. know, but um, right. tell us about the book Diary of a Widow. Um, <clears throat> Diary of a Widow, Blueprint of a Godly Marriage, um, came about after my husband had passed. It's been about a year and a half. He passed away suddenly. Uh, August 26, 2017. And uh, uh, after 29 years of marriage, and uh, we had been through a lot of things, um, but I was sitting there and I was just, you know, people, like I said, just assume that you're a strong person. So, you know, they had their own timetable for me to deal with my grief. And I wasn't matching up with their timetable. And so my heart was heavy, and I started putting these things out, um, on Facebook, it's like one month, and, you know, I know God got me, and then I would, you know, do hashtag Diary of a Widow. Um, a friend of mine, she said, when's the book? I said, what book? She said, The Diary of a Widow. I said, I, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. And then uh, it was so funny, Ginger. I had about five or six people over the course of three months tell me to write the book. I'm looking like, what? I wrote one before then. It's been out for five years. Um, things my mother taught me and then some. And I I tell people that's a funny book. It's just uses slang. And then I put um, a teaching like, it's only like two pages for each chapter. And I put a prayer at the end because I just want people to laugh and have fun because we all have our, you know, things that our family do that are that are funny. And um, I say that God gave me that book just so it showed me that I could write a book because I don't even journal. I, I'm, I'm really not that big of a writer. So it's like, okay. And so Diary of a Widow, I tell everybody, it's not a sad book. It's really, um, I use the marriage vows um, for each chapter, and um, it basically um, 
tells the truth. Uh, it tells, I say it's good for singles, it's good for married. You know, when we got married, you know, both of us have been, uh, I've been married before. We had brought together a blended family of eight children. He had four, I had four. And uh, he had three baby mamas. And I'll tell people, nobody died in this process. <laughs> so we went through the process. We got along fabulously well. We were complete, total opposites. So, you know, it, it gave me something, gave my husband a legacy. You know, we I talk about us in church. I talk about us out of church. I talk about some of the issues that we had and um, different things like that. I talk a lot about covenant because when people are married today, they don't even think about covenant. You know, I tell people when I was married the first time, God did not put us together. So when I asked the Lord what was going on, he said, nobody asked me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, you know, when I asked again, I was making double, triple sure, you know, because when I get into this covenant, you know, I don't want to mess up. I don't want, I don't want to be crazy. And it was very, our, we, we were very successful in our relationship because we worked very hard at it, both of us. He said he only wanted one wife, you know, and he worked really hard when I wasn't working hard. And then I worked really hard when he wasn't working. We, we just balanced each other out. So, you know, I prayed about the book and I was, you know, I, I did that book in 30 days. I was like, I cannot believe this book is finished. And, of course, you know, in sickness and in health, until death do us part, where the two the two last chapters were the hardest ones. But I managed to get through it. It mm-hmm. was therapy for me. It helped me to, you know, in my process, you know, and to go along with it. It also made me feel a lot better because I want my husband to be remembered as a powerful man of God. He was the armor bearer for our pastor, our apostle, and he was. He said he was preaching one day. He said, "I there's never going to be another elder." Kenny Burns. He said he was the best on bear. He knew he just did stuff. He said, I used to tell him he had uh, cloths and mints hidden on his body. <laughs> he said, because whenever we go somewhere, he'd come out with a cough and a mint. And so we would laugh. But, you know, it affected um, all of us. And so the book is just a reflection of that. And then my pastor already asked me, when's the second book coming? Diary of a Widow, uh, the new chapter. And I was like, oh my God. It was funny. But, you know, I'm really excited about it. And I'm also going to do a discussion series on it. I had a few women that brought the book, and they wanted to know um, when I was going to do, like, a discussion group or something like that. So I hadn't thought about doing that, but uh, enough of them have come together. And I'm going to do that, like, uh, as a web thing or a Facebook Live thing in a closed group. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, with all this technology anymore, I don't have to exactly be in in other cities. Plus, it opens you up to go for other cities, places with other cities to come to you. So uh, be able to listen and understand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. um, You know, go ahead. The only requirement for this session is going to be, of course, to buy the book. It's like, you know, I'm not putting a price on it per se, not on this first one. And, um, I'm look, I learned from you. I'm going to let this go one time, one time only. <laughs> let the people be blessed this time and um, because it's my first time doing it. And then after I get, you know, uh, a little bit better at it, you know, it's going to cost. There's going to be a cost to it. So, that's why I said. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Exactly. But you know what? Um, uh, uh, you know, just um, you know, um, 
just presented as a you know an opportunity for people to be in on a groundbreaking thing, you know, and just cap mm-hmm. it, you know, just put just let it be a certain number of people, you know, as you're you know yeah. pulling it to you know together, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. um and and part and, and let them and and honestly let them you know or the people who say they are in the, on the the formulation of it that let them sign something they're saying mm-hmm. they're going to fully engage because you need a strong right. group, you know what I'm saying, you need a a strong yeah. starting point because you need feedback. Yeah. You need to see how it impacts, you know, and those types of things. You know what I'm saying? Say, hey, would you like to get on a groundbreaking program? You know, um, uh, do it like that, yeah. and then at the end of it, take love offerings. You know, you know, and right. then yes, That's then true. now, okay, now mm-hmm. it's on the uh, what do you call it? Now you on the paid block. Not you got to get to. You got to pay for it. To get to it, I mean, that's how people do it, as you know, from coaching. You know, not every program, but some programs are worth uh, doing that for because it it is a groundbreaking thing, and it gives you an opportunity to till the ground, plant the seeds, water it, you know, the whole nine yards. So by the time you get to the end of it, you have a full-fledged program ready to go. Yes. You know, so. Back to mention that I self-published it, and it's on Amazon. So um, those two things I did do, I self-published both my books. And uh, you can put in my name or Diary of a Widow, and it will come up. Praise Jesus. It's done. It's completed. I will can they go to the? Can they go to the mm-hmm. website and get it directly from you? Hmm? Yes. Yes, they can. Yeah, that, you can go. yeah, let them get it directly from you, and they can go to Amazon and do a review. How about that? You know, uh, yeah. you know, I directly from Denisa, and then once you read it, go to Amazon and those places and actually write a review and give her four or five stars. You know, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. because you yeah. that way you have. Of course, we all want them on Amazon and all those things. But when they buy them directly from you, you know, it's yours. You you generate that revenue for yourself. Right. You know, or the majority right. of it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I'm not without any. Um, uh, we'll come back to how you can help others. I'm going to give you your time to teach. Uh, Tell us what you're going to teach on, and then we'll come back with the last few questions for the interview, but I want to give you an opportunity to um, do your teaching. Okay. Um, The teaching that I got was uh, taking dominion, and it's uh, uh, taking dominion in a sin-sick world. Um, And... Um, one of the things that I am going to go back to doing, it, it kind of, this kind of just gave me the launching off of, is I'm going to uh, go back doing Blog Talk Radio and doing Taking Dominion. That was the name of the program that I was doing. So I'm actually going back to some things and getting corrected. I, I asked, well, what is it? What is it about that I could talk about um, on on your show? And Taking Dominion uh, came up, and then a sensitive world, and so. Um, I'm going to just talk about it just a little bit. Um, It's so funny because I thought this uh, we were going to talk next week instead of this week. So I said, the Lord has jokes. I have to, I had to scramble for a minute to get something. But it's okay because I've learned that, you know, sometimes those uh, times when you just launch out into the deep are some of the most powerful times you ever have. So I want to talk about dominion. So I just the description of dominion. It means sovereignty or control. Um, the synonyms for it is supremacy, dominance, domination, superiority, um, authority, mastery, 
um, direction, power, sway, rule, lordship. I mean, it goes on and on with all these things, territory, dependency. You know, dominion is a powerful word because it basically means, you know, that you, you, you got power, you got strength, you got all these things on your side, and it's on you, it's in you, and it needs to come out of you. As Christians, we have to have that kind of power and authority. It's given to us by God, and we have to, we, we're supposed to walk in it. Now, I don't mean, you know, you go up and bully somebody and knock them down and tell them they got to have Jesus. <laughs> But I'm talking about just the little ways that that you have, particularly in the marketplace. You know, you might get in trouble uh, leaning over, praying for a person. But you can, you know, I've gone in the bathroom, the restroom, and talked to people and or prayed for them quickly and, and went on back out like nothing happened. You know, or seen somebody in the grocery store, and the Lord said, you need to go pray for them. But then, that, you know, you have to drop down your own part and let the Lord have dominion and have his way. So I wanted to talk about this, let you know about that. So we got dominion, and we know that, you know, not the world's kind of dominion. We're talking about the Lord's kind of dominion, the good stuff, the kind that says I have power and authority because it's been given to me by Jesus and by God, and I can do all things through God who strengthens me. And so that's the part that um, I really like is that we, we have the power, we have the authority, we can do things. Um, God never intended for his people to live in defeat. Uh, He destined us to rule. So, you know, um, more and more people, uh, being a Christian life coach, and even not being a Christian life coach, more and more people are searching for meaning and purpose in their life. And so uh, you see people going from one church to another church to another church to another. They're looking for something, you know, some sign or something that there is dominion and power that they can be drawn to that would be life-changing. You know, we didn't join church. I don't know about you, but I didn't join church um, at first, the church that really radically changed me because to me they looked like they was losing it. I come from a, uh, you know, very reserved Baptist background. So when I walked in and people was running, shouting, jumping, and falling out, I was headed for the door. I'm like, I know what just happened. But, you know, thank God I stayed and I learned, you know, all about a bunch of things I never learned about uh, as a little sweet Baptist girl. And so um, we have to um, present Jesus and to reach out and have the supernatural power of God to influence these people. We're, people are actually just falling in, our, in the cracks. In the marketplace, at, and, you know, it's sad to say people are falling apart at church. People are not getting what they need. You know, they're, they're not, they're, they're just not. They keep searching for it. And, you know, when they walk in the door, the first thing they should feel is the love of God. You know, that, that, that's a given. We, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we just need that. And so I'm talking about a church situation, but it also applies, you know, in our everyday lives. And so we also should stand strong. And the only way you can, you know, I talk about we do what we do in the natural so the guy can add his super to it. So we go along, you know, uh, in church or without, you know, people, we do it. Okay, I, I can pray. I can pray. But, you know, I'm praying in this little half prayer. Uh, now lay me down to sleep. Don't work no more. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work, people. Let me tell you that. 
these are, you know, I call pre-prepared prayers don't work. You just need to put them away. You need to sit there and come to God as humble you know how with all the strength and power in you so he can use you, so he can throw his super on your natural, so we can get us to get things done. God is positioning us to advance his kingdom into every realm held captive by the enemy. Now, you cannot be scared. You cannot be timid. You can, I mean, some people I know are quiet by nature, but I'm a loud mouth. So I'm not talking about quiet. I'm talking about that because I know a, a couple of women, they are very quiet. They are very calm. When they walk in a room, the whole atmosphere changes because they're that powerful. You feel the actual anointing on them. And so um, that is not what I'm talking about. We need to, you know, every realm, the the enemy really got the world locked up. And we sit there, and it's sad to say, but he's also in the church and got the church locked up. Why is he holding the church hostage? Because we are not taking dominion. We are not standing in prayer. We're not on our knees. You know, we're not walking around. We're not praying for each other. You know, I deal mostly with leaders. We need to pray for each other. We need to lift each other up. We need to drop off these titles and become, and become human, flesh and blood, gather together around and know that we're only as strong as our weakest link. Dominion rule has become a regular confession among many believers. So we have to believe it. We got to manifest it. We got to let it out. We got to let it go. And so, if however, if all we do is confess, this goal will not be realized. Authority does not come through confession. Authority is uncompromisingly tied to responsibility. And there's only one facet of walking in dominion. So if you are responsible, now you need to be responsible. That's what part that you do, you know, so that you can be responsible so that God can give you authority so it's uncompromised. And so he's called, God has called us to his kingdom, uh, to be his kingdom representatives on earth. So are you really, you know, doing the thing? I'm not trying to take anything away from you. We're trying to add something to you. You know, we're trying to tell you that he's given us influence and and wants us to commit to being agents of change. We should be ever ready. You know, I used to laugh at that. I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm not going nowhere. I'm not, no. The first time that I ever had a prayer or a word from someone, it was at Hobby Lobby. And I heard the Lord clearly. He said, tell that woman that's working over I had asked the woman for something. He said, go back and tell her about her son. Now I'm looking like, I don't know this woman. I don't even know if she got a son. I don't even know if I can do this. Well, what if she's busy? She wasn't. There was nobody in the section but me and her. So finally, after walking down three or four aisles and and shaking my head and but I couldn't be disobedient. So after about that, I turned around. I went up to her. I told her what I heard about her son. She starts crying. Her son's incarcerated. She's upset. So then I start praying for her. I just kind of grabbed her hand. We didn't have to bow her and look around because people would be around. And I prayed for her, and I prayed for her son. And she hugged me. And she said, I've been praying so hard. She said, and just to know that God heard me. And I was so grateful to God that I actually went back and did what he told me to do. 
So tagging don't mean it doesn't always mean you got to beat people over the head. It don't always mean you got to beat them up. You know, it just means that you have to do what, what God is requiring. And it's more than simply welding authority in the name of Jesus. It requires knowledge and the understanding and the rightful use of our position in Christ. To discover what that position is, we need to look at God's original plan and purpose for mankind. God gave us dominion. When he gave us, in, in Genesis, it says it point blank. Let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts over all of the earth, over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So here, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it and have the dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. That's Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Now, I'm telling you, right there, right there, we should start running and shouting right there because that tells us we have dominion. That tells us that it's about us doing our thing. God gave it to us. He ain't took nothing back. He's taking nothing back. You know, we just need to step in it and run with it. He already ordered our steps. I, you know, sometimes I look and I'll be like, Lord, you know, if if sisters, you know, Coco Puffs would just go on and, you know, walk that thing out, if, you know, if, if Brother Man would just, you know, go ahead and pray, you know, five minutes more. You know, it's not it's not like these huge things we want to make it out of. We want to make it all this big stuff. How about the little stuff? How about we strive for excellence? How about we be at church on time? How about we be at church early? You know, these are the things that we can do so that we have dominion. We got to strive for it, strive for the masteries. That's what Paul was talking about. You got to strive for it. You got to go for it. You got to know what you're going for. So you start off with the things that you know to do. You know to go to church on Sunday. You know the church starts at 11. Why are you walking in at 11, 30, 12 o'clock every Sunday? Now, I can understand being late every now and then. You know, but you just, you, you're you running late. And then you wonder why you've not been put in leadership. Well, you've not been put in leadership because you haven't been faithful over the little. You know, and this is these are the things that happen to us. And then you, you, run, in, you run into other people like me who don't bite their tongue. But, you know, but I try to say everything with love, you know, and just be like, well, one of the things that you need to work on is you need to just work on getting to church on time. Can you do that? Just work work on that. Try that for 30 days. Anything done for 21 days supposedly becomes a habit. So just come on. Let's walk it through. It ain't always about us running. Sometimes we just need to walk. You just need to just walk it out. It was a natural outcome that men be given the responsibility to manage creation. So, you know, we have to understand that uh, we can look at that stewardship. Um, The Hebrew word for subdue means to bring into subjection to dominate. Uh, it suggests that the party being subdued is not willing to submit. Uh, Genesis one twenty eight implies that creation w- was unwilling to submit to man's leading. Man would have to bring creation in order to by exerting his strength. So he was dom- domineering over the animals, the fish, everything. He was just like, okay, he had to have dominion. If he didn't have dominion, he didn't have control. And we don't like it, believe me, when we're not in control of our stuff. We do not like it. So we have to learn to have dominion. Now, that don't mean beat nobody up, 
you know, pick them up, throw them down, you know, because when we say dominion, it just sounds like we just ready, you know, to fight. We getting ready to, you know, take off our earrings, our glasses, and go for what we know. But that's that's not it all the time. Now, I, I admit, I was a fighter when I was in the world. All five foot of me would beat you up. <laughs> and so God showed me how to fight a different way. You know, I can fight in the spirit realm. I can go for what I know. And then I can show love to the people because I'm not only am I now praying for you, which gives me a heart for you, but I'm believing God for your circumstance. So, you know, all these things work together, of course, for the good of God. Um, the God, thankfully, made a way for us to regain our kingdom authority. He did not forget his covenant plan. After Adam and Eve sinned, he sent Jesus to save men from his lost condition and provide a better covenant. That was Hebrews 8, 6. I'm very focused on the word of God. So you might see me throw out a lot of scriptures. But, you know, during Jesus' earthly ministry, the kingdom of God was his focus, the teachings and parables, everything. He moved in kingdom authority. Nowhere in the Bible do you see that Jesus backed down. That was the issue with with the other uh, the priests and, and kings. They had an issue with him because he did not back down. He did not. On Sunday when he healed them folk, he was like, they talked about him like a dirty dog, but he said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to stand for something because I'm not going to fall for anything. And so, you know, he came truly as an example to us of what we could be. He reclaimed the dominion given to Satan in the fall. He got it. He took it from him. He took the keys. He went there. He took the keys from him. You know, we all get all so upset about the enemy, but he ain't got no power. And he has no authority. And Lord knows he has no dominion. So, you know, all authority in heaven and earth was given to him. He declared March 28th. Matthew twenty eight eighteen, and see authority means rightful, actual, and unimpeded power to act, possess, control, or dispose of one or something. So these are the things that uh, we need to know about. To be disarmed also means stripped. So Christ stripped Satan and all his means of any power of authority they once had. He restored all that was relinquished at the fall and positioned us to partner with God in releasing his kingdom. And we got to recognize it. We got to know that it works for us. We got to act like that we are the right, full rights of sons and daughters in the kingdom. He predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. We ought to know that we can walk in this kingdom authority. I'm almost finished. I just wanted to walk through a couple of things with you because I'm telling you, this, as this year goes by and we're going more and more, as we go grow up in Jesus, there's just more and more things that we need to do as far as taking dominion. It's the same way that you do when you're at work. It's, if you're in leadership at work, at church, any of those places, I told you, I deal with a lot of leaders. So, you know, you want to do A and B, you don't want to do C and D, but God said you got to do C, D, E, and F all, along with A and B. We have got to learn to uh, be get comfortable in our uncomfortableness. We have got to learn that God is going to stretch us with, with beyond what we think we can go. He's going to do things to make us take territory. You, if you want to be obedient and you want to do everything God has for you to do, you will learn how to sacrifice. You will learn how to, how to take dominion. You will learn how to how, when to start, when to stop, how to give up, how to give in. I'm telling you how to be submitted. You know, I'm telling all these things will come upon you. And and just when you think you got it made and you got them down pat, oh, it will start all over again at a different level. It will start all over again. You know, I had a job, and I had, before my husband experienced his stroke, 
And I heard the Lord say that, you know, I was going to get fired. You know, I, I, you know, I said that was the devil. That's the devil. <laughs> and he, I heard it more than once. And, you know, I went to my job and I, I got wrote up for some paperwork I did wrong. And they put me on probation. I said, uh-uh. So um, I, I, I disputed it and they took it off. And but they, they the same day they they was getting ready to take it off, I I missed another one. And so I was like, But that's the same day they said it didn't matter. So I got fired. Now I got fired, but they let me walk through the department. They never did it. They call up security usually, but I let me walk to the office, say goodbye to everybody. The supervisor the manager of the department told the supervisor to put me down as rehirable so I could get my um unemployment. <laughs> And all of this, so I walked out of there like, oh, my God, you know, what am I supposed to do? And my one of my sister friends, I was talking to her about it, and she said, you've been talking about working for Jesus for years. She said, just because you don't like how he did it. I said, oh, ain't that something? I was mad at her. <laughs> she said, doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. mean it. You've been talking about you're going to work for him for years. You ought to know it. I was like, okay. So that's how I started working for Jesus full time. <laughs> Because I had to know that that was for me, and that's what we know. You know, I have to. I had to submit to God. I had to repent because the problem I had then was pride. Pride said, "I've never been fired, and I'm not going to be fired now." Pride, I didn't conquered pride. I thought in every area of my life, but when I went to this new area. I found out I had to give up pride in that area. And that's what we found out. You can take dominion when you start looking at your own stuff in the mirror and start getting delivered from your own stuff. And and it don't take someone to deliver you all the time. You should you know your issues. Why you wait till you get called out to the altar? Why you wait till the prophet come up and lay hands on you? Why you wait? Because you know you gotta get your yourself and your character Come on now, and all your stuff together, and, and and submit to God, and then you got all these things to do before you even begin to take dominion. So let's just remember, you got to get yourself in straight. If yourself ain't straight, if you out there fornicating, if you out there drinking, if you out there cussing at your leave church, if you doing all these things that are contrary to the Word of God, get yourself together. Because you gonna get yourself. Because God wants to give you, but make sure you're in place where you can have dominion, where you can have authority, where you have power. It's in you, but it cannot come forth until your look. Your character has to line up with the Word of God. That's just the truth. You know, you have to learn to be obedient. You have to learn to be submitted. And I mean, not just on the top. I mean, from the rooty to the tooty. You just got to do it. Is it painful? Yes. Is it necessary? Yes. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Will, will you feel better when it's all over? Oh, my God. There's nothing like it. So I want to talk just a little bit before I quit about um, a sin-sick world because I looked at some stuff, and I was like, we don't believe that the world is sin-sick. We are watching. Uh, everybody says it's the last days. It's the last days. It's the last days. This stuff that is going on, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, it's nothing new. Solomon Gomorrah was a perfect example of what the world itself was going to be. You know, it's a perfect example. You know, men would love men, women would love women. You know, people would just do anything and everything for pleasure's sake, you know, and they just didn't want to leave it, didn't want to come away from it, enjoyed it, made the maximum benefit from it, wasn't trying to hear about Jesus, wasn't trying to hear about God, wasn't trying to hear, you hear me? They wasn't trying to do right. 
you know, as long as they were doing wrong, it was okay. And, you know, so the world became a sensitive world, and the only person that was happy about that was the enemy. The devil was happy. And so it, it, it just was happy. And the, uh, we run around talking about there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. He is the way. And we have to present Jesus. Some pe- Sometimes when you cross people's paths, they're the only Jesus they you they gonna see. When I I, I looked up one day this young lady, uh, we had a, a luncheon and a young lady we was a living legend luncheon I do every year. But one of the girls brought somebody and she was given you know giving they get two minutes to talk about what difference it made in a person's life. And when she finished, she turned around and said, "And you?" And I'm looking like me. She said, "I watch you." She said, "I watch you go through hard things." She said, "But you never falter." And you never give up on God. She said, and you never get mad. And I just looked at her and tears came to my eyes because I'm like, you never know who's watching you. You never know what's going on with the people who are watching you. And then she turned around and said, because I see you do it when you go through, I know I can too. Now, I'm telling you all, that was powerful. And it made me even more aware of what I need to be and see. I want, this ain't about Denise and Ann. This is about Jesus in me. I want to tell people, if you don't remember my name when this is over, I'm okay. Just remember what the Lord said through me. Remember how it's supposed to go. Glory to God. I got a few more scriptures and I'm going to be done. And um, let's see. Church Timothy 5.23, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thy often infirmities. They're talking about the sickness, you know, the sickness and things that, that come upon us. The world doesn't realize quite, you know, if they live in a situation, they live in it. They don't even apply it to anything, so they don't go through it. Um, Isaiah 53, 3-6. Um, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. He would, did, Jesus did everything he was supposed to do, and people are still clowning. He came to be everything to everyone. He took our sins. He took our infirmities. He took everything on that cross. And sometimes I think we don't even appreciate it. Even as saved people, men and women of God, we don't exactly grasp the whole meaning of what that meant. I can go forth out in the world with ministry and everything else because Jesus paved the way. I was reading Old Testament, counted every hair from my head, collected my tears in a bottle, and ordered my steps. You can't get no deeper than that. And loved me so much that he died on the cross, and he got up. Let's not forget the fact that he got up. Sometimes I, the, my church people, they laugh at me because sometimes when I'm a little bit under the weather, um, they'll look up, and they'll be like, I'll, I'll be at church. They'll be like, well, you sure you need to be here? I told them after three days, even Jesus rose. Come on now, I don't need to, I'm not going to lay here forever. I, you know, you know, the, the church is a, is a spiritual hospital. I'm going to need to go. When my husband passed, he died on a Saturday, and I was at church on Sunday, and people were amazed. I'm like, why are you amazed? I can cry at churches like I can cry at home, and, except at home, 
It's just going to be a pity party. Here at church, I, I'm yet rejoicing because I know where he went. So, you know, I had to go to church. I felt I had to go to church. You know, sitting at home allows me to make room for the enemy. It makes room for self-pity. It makes room for all these things that I didn't need to have. So, you know, when we go through these things, and you need to know that, you know, the world is sin sick. It's sin sick. It's not right. But I tell you what the world does. I'm always, when I watch stuff and look at stuff, I'm telling you, you'd be amazed. How many people in the world, not saved, not sanctified, not nothing, use biblical principles and succeed? And succeed. And here we are in the church, and we don't use the same principles, and we do not succeed. And I'm, I look at them, I'm like, I can't believe he did that. You just step right into it. And they pretty much know that it is a biblical principle, and they apply it. They just apply it, and they succeed at it. Because it, it is a principle. It is a God-given principle. It, it's going it, it's gonna to work for everybody. And people are like, how did that happen to them? Because they applied the principle. They applied the principle. Everything that God said do, they did it. And, you know, and they got ahead, and it worked out for them. It's a great measure. So I just want everybody to know, uh, Revelation 21.4 said, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And I'm telling you now, it is not now, it is our God's will that we be healed so that we can go out and heal the sin sick world. We have the power and authority to lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. I'm telling you. Telling you to lay hands, we we can do it. We have the ability to do these things. We have it, it is our God given right. I'm gonna say that again. It's our God given right to go for it. I hear people say, uh, "Well, I'm not an evangelist. Well, I'm not this, and I'm not." And even I have said it. I'm like, you know, I'm not that great going out in the world, in the streets, whatever. What happened when I was on the evangelism team, though, was that there was half of a of the team went out and took water and, and witnessed to people. The other half of the team stayed at the church on their faces praying. So, you know, it can't take away all your excuses. You know, do what you know to do, um, all that you know to do, you know, and then God will, God will bless it. So, you know, no, and then there are times, even with me, that I'm an evangelist. I go out and God will say, go talk to that person, go over there, talk to this person, and I do it. It, it, it's not difficult anymore. It was at first. It was awkward, and it was a little bit uncomfortable for me. But, you know, the more I did it, the more I saw how people truly, truly just needed that word. They needed that release. They just needed it. I was so, and I'm still so humble that God would use me to get a word to some people who really needed it. So now I don't get, you know, I don't get high, uh, going up and down two or three rows. I just go do it. I just go do it because I saw what God did when I gave his words and comfort to a woman in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm on it. I got it, God. And, you know, and I go forth, and and, and Ginger's so right. You know, people don't want to hear the word and the truth. I'm, You know, I know that I'm not welcome here in Indianapolis in my own home. You know, so I'm working on some things to get me outside the realm because I want to see people saved. I want to see them, you know, saved, sanctified, and praising God and filled with the Holy Ghost. I want that. And so I pray that this little word of taking dominion will, will stay Amen. with you, will get in your heart. 
um, and everything else. And like I said, I'm just going to launch it off into um, a weekly uh, blog talk radio. And I thank God um, that I was allowed to come on and just share a little bit with you. And, uh, of course, I love Ginger. So I'll turn it back over to you, Ginger. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that powerful teaching. I know everybody that's on live now, uh, either by phone or watching, uh, listening through inter- via Internet, um, have been blessed. Um, and it's so interesting, you know, when you talk about taking dominion, you know, uh, we are supposed to be uh, in dominion in every area, on your job, in business, mm-hmm. in your community, mm-hmm. in society, you know, we right. are supposed to have dominion. And people who mm-hmm. run into believers who are walking in their dominion, there's always a difference. Even people who don't yes. who are not believers, they don't know how to describe it, but they do they do rec- they do acknowledge that there's yes. a difference in you. Mm-hmm. There's something about you. Yes. And not only that, mm-hmm. they develop a level of respect for you that um others may not have or may have and just haven't verbalized it. But when they see that difference it impacts them yes. and influences them in a certain way. You know, those are the people yes. that on your, if you're still working on a job, that are come on the job to talk to you privately. How do you think I should handle this situation? Because they see something right. in you that's different than what they're used to working yes. with. So they come and ask you for your opinion and what you uh, think about it and how you would respond to it. And, and those types of things. So we are to to have dominion. So I'm I'm excited and just thankful to God um, for um, the uh, teaching because it certainly is um, it certainly was an encouragement for me because you don't get to a certain point and stop and go every time go to the next level with you, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. um, exactly every time you go to a new level, there's a another level of dominion that you have to conquer yes. or pursue and take mm-hmm. over. You gotta go bring dominion mm-hmm. with you every level that you go. So yes. so as we wrap up and, and, and finalize everything, um I want you to just tell briefly tell people how you help uh, people to succeed in business and life and ministry, especially women, and then tell us what you have going on right now. Okay. Um I'm working on a couple of things right now. Um, the bigger the thing that as far as ministry, what I do with women, um, Jesus entrusted women enjoying life. Jewel um, was birthed because the Lord also told me that as women, we don't we we so busy doing everything for everybody. We don't do a lot of things for ourselves. So I do a retreat every year, and like I said, we're going on a cruise. We had went on a cruise two years ago, but they loved it so much, we're going to go on a longer cruise this time. So we're going on a cruise. Usually once a year uh, we do a cruise. I do an English tea, and everybody comes out. And um, we just the thing, the thing is is to have fun. It's to, you know, just we're not talking about church. Um, I actually don't even have meetings in the church for that reason. The Lord said no. Do it because everybody won't even come to a church building. So um, we we really have had some good times at the Living Legend. That's a little uh, banquet, so you can honor um, a loved one in your life. It can be male or female. And um, I'm going back either on the radio. I'm just re really and truly I'm revamping uh, everything. So <laughs> right now it's like okay, what are you doing? And I'm going back to some things. 
But I have a heart for the women. I, I I believe that we don't enjoy ourselves. We get so busy with life, we get bogged down, and all kind of craziness happens, and we just we just don't enjoy ourselves. So that's the biggest mandate of all. Of course, questions are answered with a biblical perspective. Um, and, you know, we're also the tightest to women, and we do other things as we can. And so that helps us a lot, and um, we go through a lot of different things. So we're doing that, and um, of course, I'm working. I'm working on my second, third book. It's called Silly Women, um, and I'm launching out in my personal ministry. So I, I, one of the things I, I did, um, the Lord's development is having multiple streams of revenue. We should have multiple streams of revenue. We should have other ways of getting. We should not put all our eggs in one basket. We should figure out what we are, how we are, what we're supposed to do. And then do it to the best of our ability. Um, use what's in your hands, basically. Just use what's in your hands. That's what the Lord is calling you for. You know, you tell you can do those things. I help women to succeed in life, business, or ministry through Jewel. We support each other, and um, I mean, actually, have sent a couple to dinner, um, do resumes, do makeovers. I mean, just that you 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 be surprised. Do do stuff for people. They don't know how to do stuff. So you know, people think that everybody I guess can do a resume. They cannot. <laughs> and then some people just need a little bit of help with makeup and stuff to look. And then I did have, and I'm going to start back having my business closet because uh, dressing appropriately is another issue. So we got, and you know, we got to cut all those bases. Uh, once they get that going or or whatever it is they need, we do unusual things. We send a couple to dinner because they hadn't been out in three years. We didn't have anybody to watch their children. And one of the other girls in the group was in their church, and she said she would watch them. And that's just how things have happened with that. Uh, I deal with a lot of women right now. With, with uh, I deal with like women that have ministries. And they're trying to get their ministries up and running. So they're not churches. They're just ministry. And so they're trying to get that up and running. I keep telling people there's a difference between a church and a ministry. You know, churches, pastors, and all that ministry just go forth. Um, they don't have, a, a per se, a set place, and they're out to reach the nations. Um, usually these all these areas end up combining. Because usually when they when they get the life part together, uh, then they want to do business or, you know, are they going to open a ministry. So my Christian life coach comes in pretty much in everything. Um, the business aspect I, that I do is that I not just do the resumes and things, but I also do a virtual office. I also do 501s. I do business plans and everything like that so you can get yourself up and going and, and with no problem. Um, and I do that. I do it with men, too. I do it with a lot of leaders. I deal with more women than anything, but I deal with a lot of leaders. And all they just want, like I said, they just want to do ministry. They don't really want to do the paperwork. They don't want to start up the stuff. They don't want to do the articles of corporation, the EIN. And I actually give people a cheat sheet and um, and to see if they're going to do it. <laughs> a lot of them will come back and say, I'm not doing it. I'd rather pay you to do it. And so I do that. And I also help people get their books published. And so, like I said, I deal with a lot of women. We're doing a lot of different things. And I'm actually launching out my my business, my a ministry. So it, it's an exciting time right now. Um, it's different than it used to be. And I think it's good. We need to change some things. Over the years, some things should change, uh, should be different, should increase. Uh, hopefully the good part should increase and the bad part should go away as we go up each level and do everything that we do. 
Um, so right now, you, I'm on all social media under Denisa Burns. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's God Empowered um, Men, M-I-N. On um, Facebook, under Denisa Burns. And I have a Jewel page on there also. So I have those two things. And I'm on LinkedIn, Denise Barnes. I'm everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it, absolutely. And I would tell, yeah, and I think on your site, I mean, on your page, people can find that because I think now you can link all yeah. that stuff up, you know, yeah. where it's easy for people to find yeah. you on all those different platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to tell you, you know, um, and, um, uh, you talked about uh, uh, minister, the difference between ministries and churches, and I'm going to tell you, that's a whole nother segment right there. That's a whole nother. I think a lot of times people have not taken dominion per se. It's because they're sitting on ministries that should have been launched years ago. You know, so right. um, a lot of people have ministries on the inside of them that God has entrusted to them. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily churches. They're other Christian-type organizations, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and still providing the same um, uh, message of the gospel, message of the cross, those things, but they're sitting on it, and they're sitting on it for a number of reasons, and they're frustrated because they haven't launched, right. they haven't done what God told them to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we allow mm-hmm. men, uh, meaning mankind, uh, to control that element when we should be led mm-hmm. by the Spirit of God. You know, and I can right. remember, and I know we're off a little bit, like I said, it's a whole different a whole other subject matter and track, but I checked with one of my professors, you know, that um, taught me at ORU, and I asked him a question. I said, you know, does a person need permission from a pastor to launch a ministry using the gifts that God has entrusted to them? Is that biblical? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to ask permission, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to use your gifts in that ministry. And he said, there's no scripture for that. We do that as accountability, but there's no scripture. And you have people sitting on ministries waiting for somebody to approve them. And I'm not saying you should be a renegade or a loose cannon, but when you're walking in spiritual maturity and in the righteousness of God, you can do whatever God tells you to do. And, you know, some people are sitting on those gifts waiting on permission to use their gifts. and you know, I have a friend right now frustrated. Yeah, a lot of pastors and things, they don't approve them. They don't. I went to a right. church that did and when, not. And when, and, and when that person, right. Right. And when, and they, they, didn't let when they get that, no. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to really... You have to really be spiritually matured and walking with God because the no mm-hmm. is not necessarily from God. It could be from that place, that person's own place of intimidation. It could be from their right. own place of, of insecurity, you know, being insecure, you know, or it could be a mm-hmm. controlling factor, you know. So you have right. to know. That's why you, you have to have a really strong relationship with God, a really uh, yeah. spiritual relationship where you can hear the voice of God to know when to do something. So... Um, we'll close on that note. But if you are well, a female, especially a woman, and you, hmm? yeah, go ahead. I wanted to say just one more quick thing um, about that since we're already there. Um, you know, you have to once you're spiritually mature, you have to decipher if that place is for you or not. 
Um, and then the thing that I love about my the, the church I ended up at is that their mandate is to discover, develop, and deploy. So, you know, perfect fit. But some some of us need to, to get out from under oppression and depression and let it and let it go and go forth in what God's called us to do. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm telling you, if you don't do it, you're gonna be frustrated, especially as a female, especially mm-hmm. as a woman, because they're gonna come throwing at you all kind of scriptures will have nothing to do with mm-hmm. what God has called you to do and you'll sit back yeah. for years. And you will not have accomplished or you won't feel fulfilled or have significance, place of significance in the body of Christ. So you have to, you, you must get in on your Facebook before God to hear from God to know what to do. Right. So thank you uh, so very much. Once again, everybody, this is Denisa Burns. You can find her on Facebook. Um, again, we're celebrating Women for National Women's History Month. Our theme this year is Spiritual Diamonds spiritual diamonds, and this is a spiritual diamond in the body of Christ, um, Elder Denisa Burns. And um, I just want to thank you again. I, you know, I love you dearly as well. And um, I'm just excited because she is one of the founding um, graduate members of the uh, First Diamond Coaching Academy. And so I'm excited about that, and we are getting ready to open that again, uh, open up a uh, registration again, so I'm excited, you know, it's good to be able to see the fruit of your labor, see people going forward, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when you've planted and watered, because God gives the increase, so I'm excited to watch Mm -hmm. you on your journey, to see all the other opportunities and um, things that God has in store for you, so I'm just really, really, really excited, and just want to encourage you as we close to utilize everything that's available to you to help you launch out of your own country into a foreign land for people who need what you have may not ever come to your city to get it. But thank God for for this technology. Now all they can do is find you at the push of a button. So let your voice be heard. Put your face out there. Let your message be heard on every platform you can get it out on. At some point, Mm -hmm. people will be on those platforms who need what you have. And that's where you'll build that connection, and you'll know that this is the this is my audience. This is who my gift is for. So let me continue to minister to them, and to encourage and empower them, and impact their lives. So thank you again. Thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. Those that joined us live by phone, and those that are uh, live by internet. Thank you so much. Um, there will be a replay posted on all of the social media uh, sites for those that weren't able to. Uh, join us live, but so that there, uh, I will put the replay link out there in just a few minutes or um, within the next hour or so. Um, it'll be out there so people can actually listen to the replay. So God bless everybody. Take care. Once again, thank you so much, Denise, for joining us, um, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Be blessed. Be blessed.